What a night for Zaddy Daddy. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen. Probably part of the Locked on Network. We cover your team every day. And if you want to be an everydayer, all you have to do is just follow wherever you get podcasts or you can watch on YouTube as well. And Zaddy Daddy himself, Philip Zadina, has a night as the Sharks win 6-3 to three over the Calgary Flames. So we'll discuss uh, Zadina's night, the, the depth scoring that the Sharks got tonight that they've been lacking for a good chunk of the season. Um, and Zadina has earned himself a promotion uh, in the line. So we'll talk about that, dig into the numbers, and then, of course, uh, check out some of the trade deadline rumblings as it sounds like the Sharks are open for business for a lot of players on the roster. So yes, it is. We are closing in on trade deadlines. So uh, let's start though with, with the Sharks six to three win um, over the Calgary flames. Who again, we are past Valentine's day and the Sharks have not played the flames until now. Um, little weird. It was because they played them last in last March. Uh, so it's almost a, a, a calendar year before between games between the Sharks and the Flames. But um, Phillips Adina, two goals, two assists, just an absolute monster night for Zaddy Daddy. Um, and this is, again, as this is why you kind of took a flyer on on Phillips Adina, um, signing him to you know a one-year, $1.1 million contract. Because... He has shown talent like this. You know, you, you've seen flashes of this. And yes, even this year, uh, watching Zadina play, you've seen these flashes, but has never kind of been able to put it together. Um, I think right now, I know he's played well in the fourth line, but with the Sharks dealing with so many injuries in the top six or ineffective play, Anthony Duclair, Alexander Barabanov, um, Luke Cunning scoring two goals tonight. We'll get to him in a second. But, like, um, I think you need to put Zadina in an opportunity to get some more top six minutes and see what he can do as you're, you know, kind of go into this offseason. I mean, Philip Zadina is an RFA and the Sharks own his rights. And um, it's not like he's going to command a, a massive contract, but. You know, I'd like to see what would happen if Zadina gets a little bit more ice time, right? Playing, yes, against tougher competition, but playing with better line mates and just playing more. You know, Zadina has not played like uh, a ton of of game. You know, a ton of ice time this year. I'm pulling up his, um, you know, right now on what he's played this year, but I'll get to see you in a second. Um, it's it's. It would be nice to kind of see what would happen. We've seen spurts of it, right? He we, uh, played with Hurdle and Eklund for a couple games here and there, um, and, you know, kind of beginning of the season or kind of middle of the season. But, you know, I really would like to see what would happen if Zadina actually, like, got a good run. Zadina's played 1243 this year. Um, 
average time on ice. 17 points in 1243 a night, uh, 48 games this year. So um, he's only got, if he gets another seven points, he will tie his career high. Um, what they set in the 21 22 season when he played 74 games. So, Again, just I'd like to kind of see, right? You're you're in an experimental time right now, right now of the season, right? You're kind of as especially as you start to sell off some pieces. I know the Sharks will probably take back some bad contracts. You're gonna have some um very much, hey, remember you know, forever shark type of players. Look at you, Andreas Johnson. Um, but I would like to see what would happen what happens if Zadina plays for Eklund for, you know, a couple games here. Um, you know, if you want to put Cunning, Eklund, and Zadina together, cool. Let those guys fly. Let let, Ek- let Eklund kind of create. Let Cunning do kind of a lot of the dirty work that we see Cunning do, and he's very good at doing. Uh, and then let Zadina, you know, get a chance to kind of continue to see if he can put some of the scoring touch together uh, that we have seen. I mean, both his goals tonight uh, were beautiful goals and the assists tonight too um two primary assists one where he's all alone in the zone protects the puck protects the puck protects the puck and then finds Granlin. Granlin does a great job of kind of be outpatienting outpatienting um dustin wolf and then is able to kind of roof it and then another one nice tic-tac-toe goal with, with justin bailey but does a good job of, of you know, creating that goal, you know, kind of creating pressure, which leads to a turnover. Um, and then Zadina's right place, right time. And instead of it would have been very easy for Zadina just to kind of take it, turn and shoot, but he has a lot of patience and sees Justin Bailey streaking, passes to Bailey and Bailey roots it. Um, so, and then the goals that tip goal where he just kind of fly, like he is another kind of, he passes it to Bailey and Bailey almost like kind of has that slap pass and, Zadina gets such a good deflection on it. Like Dustin Wolf had no chance, um, no chance uh, on there. Poor Dustin Wolf tonight, um, not much of a chance. So I'm rooting for Dustin Wolf. I think Dustin Wolf's gonna be really good. Um, I think most Sharks fans are rooting for Wolf as as a Bay Area kid um, or Gilbert. I don't guess Gilbert is not Bay Area, but you know what I mean. But yeah, um, good to see Zadina kind of taking advantage of these opportunities. They were they were trying really hard to get. The hat trick um, going forward, but you know Zadina, he's played really well. I think he's played pretty well for the most part on on the bottom, you know, in the bottom pairing. Um, would like to, or the bottom line uh, would like to kind of see him get a couple more opportunities here. You know, play with Eklund, you know, play with Granlin, play kind of just play with some of these other guys um, and see what he can do. That way, you can see again what. What are you doing with with Zadina going to the offseason? Are you a guy who's probably going to be a guy who is going to be going into next year, penciled into the bottom bottom six? Or could Zadina be a middle six type of guy for you? Uh, If you get some more opportunity, get some, can add some scoring touch as the Sharks continue to, again, you're you're trying to find pieces going forward. So um, Luke Cunning, every time. He does it. Um, you know, I my answer would have been, oh, replace Luke Cunning. But again, Cunning goes out and scores two goals tonight. And I'm going to be really, really, really interested to see. We'll talk about the trade deadline here at, at the end of the show. But I wouldn't be surprised if teams come calling for Luke Cunning um, again, right? He's six up for his teammates. He has some little bit of scoring pop. 
Um, you know, you can play him on the penalty kill. Like he's kind of that depth forward that a lot of teams are looking to add to their bottom six. Again, Cunnan's playing way out of it, you know, kind of playing up, punching up above his weight right now because the Sharks just don't have anybody else. Uh, very much Matt Nieto style, you know, for the past couple of years. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised. And I'm, I'm curious to see what Greer does uh, because remember that was one of the first moves Mike Greer did was to trade for Luke Cunning on draft day, bring him in, giving him up a third round pick. Um, John Leonard is carving himself out a really nice AHL career right now. Uh, and then, you know, and then signing to that, that deal. Really interesting to see kind of what, what happens with, with Cunning going into the trade deadline or if the Sharks want to kind of keep him around. You know, he's wearing the A right now. There's a lot of, you know, kind of this guy's beloved in the locker room, um, kind of one of those culture guys. So especially if maybe Mario Ferrer gets traded, maybe Luke Cunning kind of takes that role um, from Mario Ferrer as the beloved culture room guy um, in the locker room. So, uh, but overall, I mean, the Sharks – in this game, they, they got depth scoring, right? Justin Bailey with three points tonight with a goal and two assists. Uh, Luke Cunning, I know he's playing second line, but Luke Cunning is not one of the guys you kind of count on to kind of carry the weight when it comes to scoring goals. Uh, Phillips Adina with four points. Um, you know, the, these are the guys who kind of have to pick up the slack, especially with Hurdle out and Kotor out. And if the Sharks want to be competitive in, in games and, um, Mackenzie Blackwood continues to play really well. The Sharks goaltending has been top notch this year. This is some of the best goaltending we've seen out of San Jose in a long, long time. And, um, yeah, I'm, unless you get a first for Capo Cac and, and I'm, I'm very tempted just to keep both, both goalies and try to run it back next year as you hope that you start to kind of maybe, you know, next year, see what happens in the off season, um, start to, be a little bit better next year so um we'll get into what the numbers say and then of course we'll kind of talk about some more of the trade deadline here in just one second passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guarantee fit only available to U.S. customers. All right, let's dig into the numbers of this game. And um, a lot of power plays, and I think that was kind of one of the big differences in this game was the Sharks. Penalty kill, and I know the Flames' power play is not very good. I think they're ranked 27th coming to this game. But when you get five power play opportunities and you don't score on any of them, that's a yeah, that's a that's a night. Uh, that's a good night for your penalty kill, especially for the Sharks' penalty kill, which has struggled struggled this season, but has played better at times. So, um, yeah. 
lot of power play. I think in the Sharks scoring a power play goal of their own, again, and it was six to three, but when you give up five uh, penalty kill, and they were all pretty obvious uh, penalty kill or penalties on the Sharks, but you kind of, you, you, Maybe you put the Flames in a bad position on purpose, uh, knowing their power play. X anyway, but so we had forty-three fifty of five v five time, um, fifty-four to fifty-two shot attempts in favor of the Flames for fifty point nine four percent Corsi four um, scoring chances twenty-six to or sorry uh, shots for twenty-seven to twenty-three at five v five in favor of the Sharks. Um, so good job there, kind of making the most and kind of blocking shots, all that fun stuff, et cetera, et cetera. Scoring chances, 26 to 21 in favor of the Flames. High danger chances, though, 14 to 5 in favor of the Flames. So uh, a little bit, and especially that first period, the Flames had 5 to nothing high danger chances. Uh, I think, you know, that first period, there were so many bad turnovers uh, where Mackenzie Blackwood bailed the Sharks. It, it felt like that could have, if... That first period goes a little bit different. We're talking about a six to three Flames win instead of a six to three Sharks win, uh, because I think Blackwood kind of steadied the ship for the Sharks in the first period. Um, Two point four nine to one point six three expected goals four uh, in favor of the Flames, um, but the Sharks scored five even strength goals to the Flames three. Um, for the forwards tonight again uh, with. Jacob McDonald still, sort of, you know, as a defenseman, his his little bit tough here to kind of figure him out. But the we had uh, Zetterlin, Granlin, Duclair, Barabanov, Eklund, Cunning, uh, Zadina, Carpenter, Bailey, and then we had the Hoffman, Sturm, Jacob McDonald line. Um, the Eklund line played the most at five v five, ten thirty one, sixteen shot attempts for fourteen against. So good job by them. Eight to six shot attempts. Had a goal, gave up a goal. And that one goal that they gave up in the beginning, that, that was Eklund tried to make a play and just isn't able to hold on to the puck, which leads to a kind of a, a rush a t- shot the other way. But they came back and kind of made up for it. So um, scoring chances, six to four in favor of that that line. Um, and then two to two high danger chances uh, with, again, mostly kind of protecting the Eklund line with four, four, four offensive zone starts, four neutral zone starts, and one defensive zone start. Um, the Zettelin-Granlin-Duclair line. They had 9-16 time on ice, 13 to 12 shot attempts. Um, seven to four actual shots gave up a goal. Um, that goal that Grandland scored was kind of in the middle of a transition or a line change there. Uh, 0.26 to 0.56 expected goals, four, four to five scoring chances, one to three high danger chances with four, six, one zone starts. Uh, Zadina Carpenter Bailey, 555 time on ice, two to six shot attempts, uh, one to two actual shots, did give up a goal um they had 0.7 to 0.16 expected goals for one-to-one uh scoring chances one high danger chance uh with eight zone starts so that was carpenter was kind of the guy who was that quinn was leaning on there um zadina stern bailey played together for a minute 19 two shot attempts had a actual shot um and scored a goal so interesting to see there um, as for the Hoffman Sturm, um, those guys played 
sorry um so sturm six to six shot attempts 50 percent uh hoffman six to nine shot attempts 40 percent coffee uh coursey four excuse me and then uh, mcdonald's six to 11 uh shot attempts 35 so that that line cut i think a little bit of a tougher night. Um, I know McDonald's kind of in and out. Of, I think he let or got banged up a little bit. Um, so Sharks managed to somehow get through this game unscathed, even though they did have two scares. Grayling going to the boards awkwardly, and Ruda also left. Both those you could have argued were slew foots. I know uh, they were arguing very much on the broadcast that they were slew foots. Um, I'm not smart enough to try to figure out if they were slew foots or not. Um, but it's Again, the Sharks are one Granlin injury away from uh, having an Eklund, Cunning, Sturm, Carpenter, I guess would be your top, your your four, your centers right there. So, um, yeah. Uh, let's look at Mackenzie Blackwood's night. So he, in all situations tonight, uh, 31 saves on 34 shots, three goals against, uh, expected goals against was four or six. That third goal was not Mackenzie Blackwood's fault as they, the defense just like the Sharks got up six to two, or they were up by multiple goals, uh, three goals, I think at that point, and just kind of did nothing um for a good chunk of the game and you know you you i think that was sorry they were up five to two um got up and didn't do much and then um that scored a goal and then kind of kind of sealed another goal there if i think i have my timeline right but anyway uh very much just kind of standing around the defensive zone and it looked very much like a power play and blackwood got yeah um should have only had two goals against tonight for blackwood but um 912 save percentage. I think that actually bumps up Blackwood's save percentage over 900. Um, for the first, uh, yeah. So let's keep that up for Blackwood. Uh, eight high danger saves on 10 high danger shots, 11 mid danger saves on 11 mid danger shots, and 11 for 12 on the low danger there. So, uh, Blackwood and, and Capo Kakana, man, we know it's a mess in front of them a lot of the times, but those guys have been playing hard and bailing the team out. And, uh, again, I'm really intrigued to see what Mike Greer does with those guys. I again, I think Capo Kakinen's the more tradable one because he's in the last year of his deal. Um, but both those guys have been playing playing really hard, and it was nice to see at least uh, tonight Mackenzie Blackwood get get a little bit of run support uh, with six goals. So you don't this, this is the third time this year the Sharks have scored six goals. Um, Connor McDavid had six assists the other night by himself, so uh, which is kind of crazy. Anyway, so uh, let's get we'll get into the trade deadline here in one minute. Just kind of some of the trade rumblings, what teams are, are potentially interested in, kind of looking at what assets said teams have um, to try to get. We're trying to trying to put the Sharks in a position to succeed going forward. So we'll get to that here in just one minute. Our sponsor today is Camino Consulting. How would you like to get to know someone better in an hour than you would in a year? Understanding one another prevents small misunderstandings from becoming big, ongoing fights. Um, after providing more than 20 years of service to small and mid-sized businesses, helping management groups navigate conflict and onboarding new employees, Camino is offering a digital seminar for families and couples. Did your Valentine's gift of tickets to the game not go over as well as you'd hoped? 
Get the Couples and Family Online Seminar for 25% off for the month of February using the discount code Locked On. Again, that's discount code Locked On for 25% off for the rest of the month at CaminoConsulting.ca or mention Locked On. We're reaching out for a business seminar and receive the first five profiles for free. All right, um, let's get to the trade deadline rumblings. I'm not feeling 100%. Trying to hang in there. Last episode of the week, trying to hang in there. So we have, I know the fourth period, um, David uh, Pagnotti, he tweeted out today um, that he was on the NHL Network, um, humble brag, but Sharks are open, wide open for business. This is what the tweet said. Minus a couple young studs, San Jose has told everyone, uh, has told people that they are listening on, listening, keyword there, on everyone, including the likes of defenseman Mario Ferraro and Captain Logan Couture. On Couture, I'm told his injury could keep him out long term. If a move happens, it's more likely to occur in the offseason. Is a three-team trade list, and but is willing to consider additional options. Nashville, Buffalo, and Ottawa, among other teams, that expressed interest in the past. Uh, I'd be in- surprised if either one, all three of those teams, would be interested now. Um, kind of, especially where they're at. Maybe Buffalo. Uh, I don't know, but anyway. So, um, it's definitely very much wide open right now for the sharks. And it should be, and I would assume your young studs include uh, like your untradables uh, like Eklund, you know, Shakir, like some of those guys, um, you know, Fabian Zetterlin, like those young players who you, you expect to be part of the, the sharks next uh, good team. Um, like those guys are right. You're not trading those, but um Guys, though, kind of that are being out there. Um, so we have Anthony Duclair. Some of the teams that he's been reportedly linked to are Edmonton, Colorado, Vegas, New York Rangers, and Toronto. Um, again, I don't care if I'm trading with Vegas. Like, I know there's gonna be a lot of fans who are like, don't trade with Vegas, don't trade with Vegas. Like, why well, Vegas already won the cup last year, like, it's over, okay. Who cares? Vegas and the San Jose are in different leagues right now is, is what they are in their competitive cycles. Um, and right now, I'm trying to get assets, right? Future assets. Um, so Vegas, the, so yeah, we'll look at some of these teams here in a minute. But yeah, that's the teams that they're being looked. Um, these are, all comes from the fourth period.com. Uh, Bear Banoff, Edmonton, Colorado, Florida, and Tampa Bay are teams that he has been linked with. Um, Mike Hoffman's on his list with no teams as well. And then another one he doesn't have listed, but um, I think the Mario Ferraro and Toronto, right? We know Toronto is trying to find any sort of defensive help. Um, And I've seen plenty of Twitter trades where, you know, kind of Nick Robinson is, 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 Kind of the the guy um, who gets who gets kind of floated around the most is kind of the piece. So, um, but let's look at some of the the other teams here and try to again. What 
just looking at some of the pieces, not like this is what they need to ask for, but just pieces that you would probably try to pry away. So um, I think Edmonton, you know, we, we can kind of look at them. I know they're looking, they're looking for depth scoring, right? And that's always been their thing, right? We, we know big David, we know dry saddle. Um, I know their defense goaltending has been questionable, but uh, they're just going to try to outscore everybody. That's kind of their plan here. So um you know, it'd be interesting defensively because you have a guy like Phil Broberg who has been potentially out there, left-handed defenseman. Um, there has been plenty of uh, – he's playing right now with, with Bakersfield. He There's been plenty of – is he potentially available? Um, you know, he – I would I would be very happy to try to get him um, in a trade because, um, again, their draft capital-wise – they do have a first and a second, um, no third or fourth this year. Um, so maybe if you can either ask for the second, if you're get lucky, uh, probably not with the way the you know like Duclair and Bear Band off have been playing. Um, maybe it's like a fifth plus, but Broberg is like kind of the piece that you get back. Um, or, tight, or maybe you get Broberg, and then I don't know. But yeah, I would. That's the kind of the guy I would try to asked for because he's 22 uh left-handed i know he's left-handed defenseman the sharks have a bajillion left-handed defenseman um but 19 points in 29 games for the condors this year um like he's he's good like he is legitimately good um hasn't been able to crack the nhl understandably i get it. i think he needs kind of a little bit more offensive role um and the sharks are going to have roles to kind of fill here so that's that's kind of the guy i would circle if i was mike greer um also really love bo Icky. i know bo Icky got hurt this year um but i love bo Icky in the draft so that's again just guys I, i'm looking at um who else was a, a potential there so um colorado is interesting uh because they're pretty tight against the cap um they do have a little bit of wiggle room when it comes to to cap space but they're pretty tight against the cap right now um as they're you know they have linus is you know out for the season um i know they're looking at goalies really hard especially because georgiev has been kind of up and down this season um so maybe they they put their assets towards I would assume they probably put their assets towards another goalie um, to try to, and that could be a very Cabo Kakinen type of trade. Um, but you have for them, you know, their, their prospect pool is still pretty, pretty solid. Um, you know, Jean-Luc Foodie, who's been kind of meh. Um, yeah, like you're not getting an A plus prospect back from these guys. Um, so you're trying to kind of guys who you think can maybe come in and, and help um, help you at some point. So, um, like, yeah, Jean-Luc, you have Oscar Olinson, the uh, Swede, who was a former first round pick in the 2021 draft, um, and he's been. Uh, you know, he's had a pretty good season in the, the AHL this year. He's had 20 points in 39 games. Um, last year, 20 points in, in 63 games. So I know he's uh, was a pretty solid look uh, looking prospect coming in. So he could be a guy that you maybe try to, 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 to grab. So again, you're trying to 
grab one of these these guys here who you think could be if they're not going to give up uh, picks. Um, Colorado does they have a first round, they have a fourth round, and then yeah, they're kind of and some late round picks as well. So um, just a couple of potential guys there. Let's see Vegas. What does Vegas have right now? Um, so Vegas is, uh, again, they're always interesting because they're willing to do whatever, right? They're very cutthroat with, with theirs. Um, they have their first, second, and third round picks. So they are pretty well. The only thing they don't have is their fourth round pick this year, um, which I believe was the Aiden Hill pick, the trade. So um, that's the only one that they don't have. Their prospect pool, though, is nowhere near as good. Uh, because again, they've been trading away a lot of their pros- their top prospects uh, to try to make things happen. Brandon Brisson is like the one guy, and David Estrom who they drafted last year, uh, but I don't think they're going to give up. Um, Brisson would be interesting. Uh, I would try to go more of a pick from from Vegas, especially because they have all their picks um, as they try to load up. So, and then Rangers. Um, yeah, it's kind of the same thing. I think we talked about the Rangers before about what they would, what you would try to get from them. Um, they have all. Let's see, they don't have a third round pick, uh, but they do have the first, second, fourth, and fifth, sixth. Uh, no, you're not going to get Gabe Perot. Uh, you can just kind of stop that right now. Uh, so we'll, we'll just, yeah, you're not getting Gabe Perot from the Rangers. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, not yeah. I would maybe Brendan Offman, who I think I maybe I like a little bit more than other people. He's been kind of flirting at NHL level, kind of a tweener right now um, with him. So, and then of course you have with the Maple Leafs. There's they're kind of the other one, and you you see everyone. All the Maple Leafs fans are more than willing to try to trade um, Nick Robertson. Who's in the last year of his uh, ELC? Uh, still waivers exempt. Not that it really matters for the Sharks, but uh, last year of his deal RFA, and he's been kind of one of those guys who's been floating between the AHL and the NHL. Um, this year does have 15 points in 33 games uh, for the Maple Leafs. Also has 11 points in nine games in the AHL. Um, his brother Jason is very good, uh, but he's been kind of the main centerpiece so far. So I think if we start to kind of hear a little bit more about this as a potential trade, I'll probably kind of explore it a little bit more. But just wanted to get some of the rumblings as we kind of get closer to the trade deadline. Which players are what you're again, what you're trying to get back. Yes, it's gonna suck losing some of these players, but uh again, what are you getting back? What are you getting in return? So um that's gonna be it for me today. Uh we'll be back Saturday night. So I'm gonna do a podcast Saturday night after the Sharks game against the Blue Jackets. Because the Sharks have a Monday afternoon game, so that way at least we can talk about that. Um you can listen to that on Sunday. There's not even any football to watch on Sunday anyway. Um and I think it's the NBA All-Star the weekend so um and then monday we'll have an episode right after monday afternoon right after the the game then so uh make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts and of course you can watch on youtube as well uh follow me or follow the show on twitter at twitter on twitter instagram and facebook at lockdown sharks follow me on twitter at my fry hole until tomorrow bye friends